This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by Artbase. Are you managing an art collection or an artist studio or a gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, Artbase is the right software to manage your art business. Artbase allows you to track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. Enter your data once, and you can use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and so much more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used on the cloud from any location on any device. So what are you waiting for? Go to artbase.com today to learn more. And be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount. Thanks so much for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. Hope everyone's doing well and staying safe. It's Friday afternoon. We just got word from Governor Cuomo that they're targeting a June 8th opening for New York City. It's just phase one, but it's a good sign, and hopefully the art world and the art community in New York City will be reopening shortly afterwards, and that goes as well for really all the art communities around the world. We're seeing more and more throughout Europe galleries starting to reopen, some by appointment, some in general just to the public, which is really fantastic. And uh, hopefully things continue to go in the right direction and galleries are back open. In this week's episode of the podcast, we're joined by Anders Peterson, founder of Art Tactic. We haven't had Anders on since before the COVID pandemic. We wanted to get his thoughts on the brand new Contemporary Art Market Confidence Report that Art Tactic just released for May 2020. The overall art tactic confidence indicator for contemporary art dropped 85% since the previous reading in September 2019. You'd expect it to decline significantly in light of the pandemic. Economic uncertainty coupled with the art markets, really its inability to function as normal has thrown the art market into the unknown. So Anders joins us and we talk about the history of the confidence report, which art tactic has been producing for over a decade. And then Anders and I try to look at the bright side of this pandemic and identify some of the positive developments that have come from it for the art world that will help benefit the art world, not just in the short term, but also in the long term. So hope you enjoy the conversation. Thanks so much for listening. Anders, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Adam. How have you been during this time? We really haven't had you on the podcast since the pandemic. Uh, it's been it's been okay. I mean, I I, I guess in, in the life in lockdown has um, you know one on one hand I, I you know it's, it's it's extraordinary times we live in. I I think on one hand we're sort of living a little bit in a I feel a little bit in a bubble. I mean, the, uh, the extraordinary, extraordinary sort of situation is uh, outside just where I live in terms of hospitals being full. I think, you know, there's, um, you know, it, 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 there's a real life out there that sometimes doesn't exactly sort of kind of match up with uh, with the, the kind of comfort that, that I currently live in. But I, I think overall with the family as well, and we stay healthy and I'm sort of living, I guess, on a day-to-day basis trying to yeah, trying to look at the positive side, I think, or trying to look at, you know, what kind of opportunities can come out of this period of, um, you know, upheaval and, and uncertainty. So um, I, I think, you know, it's actually on one hand being indoor and, and being locked down is sort of a time for reflection and, and looking at things that is relevant. And um, so I must say on, on, on a whole, it's been um, 
it's been okay. I, I, I do think it's, um, you know, I think all of us is looking forward to some kind of light in the end of the tunnel, or at least some kind of indication that we might see, uh, you know, see, 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 you know, coming out of this. But um, yeah, no, no, everything is well. Good. I'm glad to hear you're doing well, and it really is great to hear from you. At Art Tactic, we just released the Contemporary Art Market Confidence Report. I remember several years ago, even before I joined Art Tactic, eagerly awaiting this report because it really is one of the best ways to gauge the sentiment of the entire contemporary art market as well as specific artist markets. So I was always very excited and still am when this report's released. For our listeners who are new to the Confidence Report, and before we get into the details of this latest one, can you share with us the background and really the history of the Confidence Report? Yeah, sure. Um, so this, 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 I guess, as a framework or the methodology, um, we, we started the, the the survey in May two thousand and five, um, and it really came on the back of, um, I guess, a, an interest in trying to find another type of data set. So uh, at the time, uh, you know, the largely the kind of signals or the the way you gauge the sentiment in the market was by looking at auction data, and we felt that. Um, there might be another way of, of kind of gauging people's opinion of what's happening. And um, and it was really kind of based around the methodology of the kind of the CEO uh, confidence survey that you have in the U.S., which is sort of, um, you know, surveying 100 CEOs on a monthly basis to try to gauge their opinion on the economy, about their business, about the future and so forth. And we thought maybe something similar could actually be quite useful in uh, in the art market. So so that was the origin. Um, and in, in a sense was, I mean, I guess all the research that we do is to try to take, you know, there's not individual voices. We are not, there's not my voice in these reports. It's actually trying to get, um, you know, a, a set or a panel of experts or people who are in, heavily involved in the art market to to state their views on the market. And in a sense, the confidence survey is a, uh, it's a reflection of, uh, well, th- this time around it was about 125 survey respondents, and it sort of varies between 100 and 125 on, you know, from from uh, from, from month or from every six months that we we launched the survey. But so it's a small group, but it's and and it's not trying to sort of saying this is you know the entire world thinks like this. It's it's trying to capture a cross section of stakeholders in the art market, being you know art advisors, galleries, auctions, collectors themselves, and curators and media commentators and so forth to 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 get a sort of sense of how do they feel about the market and and as you say i mean it has different levels to it it has a an overall kind of market sentiment which breaks down into the economy the primary market the auction market and then it also looks at risk and speculation the sort of the perception about how how risky a market is or how much speculation that currently exist in the market and then we break down into different artists uh, from established contemporary to the more sort of on what we call on the rise contemporary artists and um, and that's something we do on a six monthly basis i think doing anything more frequently uh, we felt that there's not enough movement in the market to really justify a monthly survey um and secondly i think you know the amount of commitment that people need to fill out the survey probably wouldn't uh, it wouldn't work on 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 a on a, a more frequent basis. So a six monthly, and it's been running, as I said, since May two thousand and five. Um, and it and it is a bit of a sort of a litmus test, I think, of of how people feel right now and and their short term views. So it's it really goes from six six months and then looking six months forward. It doesn't try to portray and say, you know, this is how we think uh, the next ten years going to be. So it it really is about capturing the uh, capturing the present. Yeah, and in this edition of the report, confidence fell significantly, which is what you'd expect with the COVID pandemic. 
How much did confidence fall, and how do insiders feel about where the art market is right now? Uh, we saw a, a very dramatic fall. It was 85% drop in the indicator. Um, it was. It already had a sort of. Uh, we saw a weakening uh, in September last year, and I think this came on the back of you know a weakening auction market or weakening market in general. Um, that maybe was weakening in more. I would say sort of maybe some of the the buzz of the market was starting to fizzle out a bit. But, um, you know, basically the COVID-19 and the crisis that sort of ensued, it, it, it's, it's kind of knocked, I think, the confidence out of the market. So um, the reading now is, is, is the lowest that we have had since we started in May 2005, and it's below the uh, reading that we had in November 2008 during the financial crisis. Um, and I think it's, a, it's it, in a sense, it sort of represents a little bit, I, I think, the shock that this thing has, has uh has caused to the market as a whole. And um, I mean, I think, you know, if we look at the art market and the dynamic and the mechanics of the market, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of gone into a bit of a, a standstill. And we, we sort of described it in the report as a cardiac arrest. But it's, it's, it's um, if, you, if, you, if you look at the, the infrastructure and how it operates, uh, you know, it's, it's very much an events-based uh, marketplace um, you have uh, you know super seasons of offline auctions you have uh, museums you have uh, galleries and art fairs you have biannuals uh, which is very much the kind of what drives the market what what keeps people you know excited about what's happening and if you suddenly stop all these things in at least in the physical sense um, I, I think, you know, in a sense, almost the machinery that that keeps the art market going, it goes virtually, it freezes. And I think this is, I think largely what's happened is that people are, first of all, uh, you know, we, we took the survey, this survey was conducted in uh, late April, early May, and we're still in most countries, uh, maybe at the coming out of it to a certain degree, but uh, still very much, I think there's a certainty regarding what's going to happen after we come out of this. And obviously there is also the concern that there might be a second wave and already we're starting to see museums in parts of the world like uh, South Korea, for example, closing after there's an outbreak again. So I think, you know, maybe we have to kind of prepare ourselves for that's the, you know, the the, the future might be sort of um, start and stop. And, uh, and, and obviously that will affect the way that the art market functions. So I think a lot of the, the sentiment and the negative sentiment is really a ref, reflection of the enormous amount of uncertainty that I think this this uh, crisis has caused. Um, I mean, thinking in terms of, uh, you know, employment, uh, the businesses having in this UK, uh, you know, through these furlough scheme, um, you know, it, it's, you know, someone describes it almost as sort of kind of, you know, when that gradually phases out, I mean, it's almost like a waiting room for potentially, you know, unemployment, um, you know, because I guess there's still the, the uncertainty is that when we revert to some kind of normality, you know, what will what will that new normal look like? Um, will it be the same? Will we, How fast can we go back to maybe something that was similar to what we had, you know, uh, six, seven months ago? Um, and I think that uncertainty uh, economically, unemployment, uh, potential, you know, more, most certainly a recession, uh, you know, what impact is that going to have on the market? So I think the indicators in a sense is just purely a reflection of, uh, I would say, the status. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see when we repeat this uh, in the autumn to see whether people are now starting to maybe see some light and, and are seeing opportunities coming back into the market again. So I think, um, yeah, as I said, it, it's, it's, it, it wasn't that surprising. And I, and I think it's, um, 
it's, it's a reflection of the of, of the status quo. Um, I do think, as as I said, we also do we survey um, the experts regarding also artists, and I think what we've seen there is that the short term views on most artist markets are are down. Uh, people are more negative, partly again because I think the market is. Um, it's it's in many ways um, disappeared. I mean, yes, there is online, and I think we can sort of maybe discuss that a little bit afterwards. But um, online, you know, accounts for up till now at least, uh, you know, a relatively small part of the overall market. So if you remove the offline aspect of it, then uh, you know, even if you increased and doubled the online sales, it will never kind of recoup uh, the losses that has typically been. Um, or the, the type of revenue that's been generated through fairs and offline auctions. So, um, but so in in a sense, when we look at some of these artists and then into the long term, um, the, I think people are then saying, well, probably not much is going to change. But particularly for the established artists, it's almost like we press the pause button. And when we ask people about whether you know they think the importance of these artists in the future has uh, is likely to change, so people have you know, maybe amended it somehow, but not that much. There's a little bit more uncertainty re regarding the sort of on the rise upcoming artists where people are, uh, you know, a bit more concerned about what impact the current crisis could have on their uh, on, on their career. And part of that, I think, is that if you you don't have exhibitions or you at least offline exhibitions, you can't have biannuals and many of these sort of kind of career milestones that artists are reliant on in, ter in terms of furthering their career, then obviously you might sort of disrupt that career path. So, um, so I think that sort of is reflected also in the survey. But, um, but in general, I mean, I, 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 I think, like anything else, I think that there, um, as I said, you know, I think there's a lot of people who has had time and and being forced maybe to reflect on how they do business and and the way they do business, and um, hopefully also kind of maybe finding that there are new ways of um you know looking at what might comes after and maybe transform the way they do things um in, in an innovative and, and a new way which hopefully will be beneficial for the future and for our listeners who want to read the report see the data in depth learn how insiders feel about specific artist markets they can download the report now at arttactic.com and as you said let's talk about some of the positives that can ultimately come out of this pandemic I think one of the biggest things has been the shift online for galleries, auction houses, and art fairs. And really, they aren't using groundbreaking or even advanced technology to do it, but it's more about a shift in mentality, about what you can do online and really how comfortable people feel there. We've seen auction houses actually being, been very agile, and they've been really effective in relying more on their e-commerce channels, putting together a lot of curated sales at the last minute. And I think that's largely because they've invested so much in them over the past few years, while galleries and fairs are really just beginning to experiment with online exhibitions and fairs. And as I said, the technology isn't so incredible yet, but the conversation, it's really shifted to what is the potential for what we can do online? And really, we weren't having those kind of conversations, especially from galleries and fairs, because they weren't required to rely on e-commerce like they are now. And now they've been forced into it. And it's really interesting to see the potential in terms of what kind of technologies these businesses will ultimately leverage to make the online experience a really successful one in the future. No, absolutely. I mean, I, and, I, and I think, as you say, I mean, it's not necessarily that the technology itself has sort of changed uh, during this period. But I think there's a um, either either forced by the sense that out of necessity, uh, the art world has had to go online because there was no other avenue to 
pursue. Um, uh, but I, I think it, it what it has done. I think it has, you know, maybe, uh, maybe kind of uh, addressed the type of uh, resistance that uh, many in the more traditional art world had towards online, and uh, actually realizing that by you know going online, they are starting to generate uh, new types of engagements, maybe transactions and business, but maybe reaching out to people that they otherwise would never have reached out to. I mean, it's not to say that online suddenly will, um, you know, cover up for the losses that they've done in a sort of traditional sense. But I do think that there is a change in attitude. Um, and I think this 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 whole move online, I think it will, uh, again, not that it's going to take over the physical nature, but I think to have another leg to stand on and to embrace technology as an opportunity to, um, you know, enhance your business. I think that 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 I think is probably one of the kind of the key things coming out of this. And it, it, it's it's not so much that the technology has advanced, but I think people's attitude uh, and perception of how what role technology can play in the art world. Um, I, I think it, it, it's, it's going it's, it's, it's radically changing and I think will radically change going forward, which I don't think is a bad thing. Yeah, I agree. And in this last week's episode on the podcast, we were joined by Lauren Randolph, the director of Freeze of New York. And Freeze New York, it wasn't a physical fair this year. Of course, it was an online-only one due to the pandemic. And Lauren said she got so much feedback from galleries on how to improve their online platform. And they're going to incorporate the platform in the future fairs, even when they're in person again. I think that's interesting in itself that they're actually getting feedback from galleries who I think in normal times would be so focused on the physical fair and selling art that they wouldn't bother to even try out the online site, let alone provide and share feedback. So I think they'll continue to improve it and figure out how to incorporate newer technologies. Exactly. And I I think there's obviously the online uh, and and I having my wife working in in, uh, the sort of festival world and they have to, uh, again, physical sort of literature festivals, which is moved now digital. But obviously the advantage of all this digital is that in terms of audiences uh, and capturing data that later on can be very useful, which is often very hard to do in the physical world. I think, you know, there's you know, the more also the art world gets skilled up in terms of, um, you know, thinking about mining the data and using the data effectively to target new customers and learning about new audiences. I, I mean, I think there's an, an enormous opportunity. I think it will take some time for the art world to kind of, you know, uh, adapt to this. But I do think, uh, I mean, almost what we've seen in the last two, three months, I mean, there's there's been more happening um, in terms of, of uh, you know, it, embracing technology and, and digital transformation than it has almost in the last 10 years, at least in, in our small sector. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And I, I think I, I think it's it's something that could be, you know, ultimately the online and offline could be something that works, coexists very nicely. And uh, online could be help driving traffic to offline. And, and, I, and I think actually thinking about offline, although that's of almost uh, in many ways, uh, off off the card at the moment. I mean, it's, it's starting, I guess, you know, gradually to start to open up a little bit, in depending on which country you're in, but and which city you're in. But um, it might be also in the future that the gallery space will, you know, as we come out of this crisis, might be a very, um, you know, a, a good place to be. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, probably one of the, the at least in the UK, it might be one of the um, 
uh, you know the, the the type of businesses that are that that might starting to open up, um, and because they don't draw in masses of um, you know g- g- crowds, large crowds like museums, then might actually people might start to go back to galleries and start to see exhibitions. I think people are craving to see art in its physical form, and I must say, it's great to have things in digital, but. Uh, you know, there is also risk of fatigue. I mean, it's a risk that you're seeing just too much and you become a little bit blasé about everything. So um, maybe as we sort of return to some kind of normality that, that you know, going to, to galleries and openings and see exhibitions and, uh, you know, obviously adhering to uh, social distancing, which is maybe is, is, is easier in a sort of gallery context than it is in a uh, museum context. I think that, you know, maybe we'll see a, a kind of a renaissance in terms of actually, you know, gallery visits i mean i I would i would hope so absolutely i feel the same way people are really craving and missing seeing art in person which is actually a really refreshing thing to feel and hear from others and i don't think that feeling has been this strong and widespread in a really long time i'm here in dallas texas right now during the pandemic hopefully i'll get back to new york city shortly Things are starting to open up in Texas, and the Museum of Fine Arts Houston is one of the first museums in the country, actually, to open. People in Dallas are talking about driving three hours plus to go to the museum in Houston to see some art in person, because the museums aren't open in Dallas yet, which, that's, that's pretty incredible to me. And at the end of the day, the online advancements that we're discussing, they're helpful, definitely. But it's so important to see art in person if you can, whether you're a collector, an enthusiast, someone who works in the trade, an artist, anyone, really. And it does look like galleries are finally starting to open, some in Europe, and soon enough, they'll be open in other parts of the world. Maybe exhibition openings with big crowds won't happen for a while, but that's all right. It's, it's just great that some galleries have reopened and others will hopefully open in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, and I think in terms of gallery, I mean, maybe instead of having gallery openings, we just have a trickling of people coming in to to see exhibitions and, and engage with that. I mean, I, as you say, I think... There is a cra- I think there's a craving now to, you know, re-engage with it, with it, with real art and and real artworks. Um, and and I, I I'm I'm sure in a sense I think the art world and galleries can can relatively easily manage. You know, I, this this is not people shopping in supermarkets during sort of the in the initial outbreak of the COVID. You know, for toilet paper, you don't want to have queues outside. So I think you know easily this can be implemented. And 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 I think it's it might just throw the focus back on on the physical space and a bit more um yeah in 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 a more serious way that maybe hasn't done in the past so um yeah I'm, i'm positive as well there's one other thing i wanted to mention that i'm feeling positive about which might sound surprising considering we're discussing a confidence report which revealed an 85 percent drop in confidence but i'm actually feeling a little bit positive about the market It's interesting. We were talking a little bit yesterday about this survey, and when I saw the 85% number, I was taken aback a little bit, and I thought, wow, that has a really sharp decline in confidence. And you spoke about how the art market suffered a cardiac arrest or a pause in the market where almost nothing was happening in the market because of the pandemic. And that's different than, say, the credit crisis, right, where we had the stock market tanking and nearly everyone, regardless of wealth level, took a big hit and the art market was falling as well. But there were still gallery shows and auctions occurring. And I think what we've seen here, we saw a pause at the beginning of the pandemic. A lot of people sat on the sidelines, didn't want to buy, wanted to see how the pandemic was going to play out. The stock market was very volatile and it ultimately fell drastically. Unemployment, that was up to historic levels, but now there's a little bit less uncertainty about what this pandemic is, 
COVID-19's death rate, how to stay safe, and we're, we're seeing the stock market come back up. We're finally seeing some auction results. They aren't the big auctions, but still little data points, and the results have been pretty good. They've been all right. And, you know, the world isn't coming to an end, and more collectors are reentering the market and buying if they haven't had their business significantly impacted by the pandemic. They may be being more selective, I think, but they're back to buying. So I think it'll be interesting to see how the upcoming major auctions perform, but I'm feeling a little bit confident about the market in spite of a significant confidence drop in our report. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do think there is, I think even if you look back at the 2009, you know, uh, financial crisis, which was obviously a another shock to the system, um, you know, the art market did, did recover pretty quickly. I mean, within sort of 12 to 18 month period, the auctions were pretty much back to what it was in, in you know, at the height of the market in 2008. So, um, you know, I think the art market in, in a sense has a um, an ability to to maybe be counter to maybe more sort of kind of traditional sort of economic indicators and 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 has behaved pretty well during you know turbulence. So I think you know as an asset class and obviously part of that is driven by the type of demographics that is involved in the art market. And yes, you know your business might be uh, affected, but um, there is also a certain type of wealth demographic that is involved in this, and 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 therefore. You know, might be less affected than 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 just the the, the normal uh, population, and I, so I, I think I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I think there there I guess my worry would be more on the sort of um, you know how quickly can we you know is that we sort of put we push the, the the pause button and you know how quickly can we sort of reset or restart this engine and 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 as I said a little bit earlier, and I'm I'm sitting here in the UK, you know, worried that maybe we're gonna have this sort of start, stop, start, stop, uh, where you know things are flaring up and not entirely things under control when it comes to tracking and tracing and and, and all these things. Uh, and you know, the longer it goes on, and you know, obviously the more tricky it will become. And I think it also depends a little bit what situation you sit in. I think you know if you're, I guess on the on the on the trading side and you're on the dealer side and you you stuck maybe with an expensive real estate and are not able to participate in art fairs and, and you know, can't get, um, you know, p- people in the door, you know, all these kind of things, you know, that that obviously would probably um, flavor their perception about, you know, their own business and the future. But I, I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I On one hand, I'm sort of maybe a little bit more ambivalent um, and, and I, I'm, I'm not negative. And as I said, I think there are opportunities. And I think for me, the opportunities might not necessarily sort of, um, you know, there, there's great opportunities in terms of buying art, which I'm sure there is, but I'm focusing more on, you know, kind of the industry changes that might take place out of this, which I think actually in the long term, and we talked about it regarding technology and in the sense that we are potentially going through a, a digital transformation in the art market that should probably have happened, you know, five, 10 years ago. Uh, and now it's forced upon us and it's painful uh, and it doesn't compensate necessarily for the losses that we've had in the sort of physical offline world. But uh, in the long term, I think, you know, the art world has kind of skilled itself up now to meet future challenges and maybe also expand, you know, the audiences and new demographics and new buyers. And if they can start to, you know, really learn and embrace this, this um, you know, the digital online market, I think there's a massive opportunity for, you know, galleries to grow uh, in the future. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of still a little bit stuck in my short term 
um, mind frame at the moment where I, I, I find hard to see the kind of the, the, the light. But I think ultimately we will, you know, we'll get out of this. And I think there will be some um, transformative changes uh, and, and many of them positive um, that will shape the art market for the future. Yeah, absolutely. I think it all depends on who you are in the market, right? My point is just that I don't expect the market to come crashing down, but there definitely still is a lot of uncertainty. But there are some data points trickling in that make me feel a little bit better about things. There's still a long way to go before things are back to normal, though. Exactly. Anders, thanks so much for coming on and chatting with us about the Confidence Report that we just released that our listeners can download right now at arttactic.com. And despite confidence being down in the market... It was great chatting with you about some of the positives we're seeing during this time. Thanks so much again for coming on. Thank you. Thanks so much to Artbase for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. Are you managing an art collection, an artist studio, or gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, Artbase is the right software to manage your art business. Artbase lets you track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. Enter your data just once and use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and much more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used on the cloud from any location on any device. So what are you waiting for? Go to artbase.com, that's A-R-T-B-A-S-E.com to learn more, and be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount.